Yo, what's good, it's your boy, SB Report. This is Dirty Burnation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. Today we have our uh, usual host, uh, Lethal Saint, the resident uh, whore of the Twitter sphere. And the we, have, hell? Uh, we have the Don, and we have a special guest, uh, Mad Mike from Mad Mike Sports. What's going on, y'all? Mad Mike Sports and Real Cup Rants, man. We just had the boy, uh, the Don, on here on the show. You know how <laughs> yeah, it was a great show too. That is that is what's up. So, guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here and gathered here today to talk about our uh, Atlanta Falcons and what is left of our team because it seems like uh, every week we get a new breaking news or a new transaction. Insert Falcon starter is going. Or insert Falcons defensive starter is going to the IR. So, yeah, uh, how do you got? How are you guys feeling after that game? Because uh, I'm still, I'm not mad. I'm not happy. I'm just kind of numb. I'm a bit indifferent. Like I, I oh, I'm mad as hell. I, I'm, yeah. I'm mad as hell. Okay, I'm mad as hell. All right, we just lost three starters. Okay, <laughs> I'm not trying to be all politically correct. We lost three starters, three key starters. I'm mad as hell. Okay, I, Dan Quinn needs to do something. No, nah, I'm just kidding, man. We sound like that. Sound like the the Falcons Nation, you no know, panicking and whatnot. We need to do something. We need to get Errol Thomas. We need to do something, man. Yeah. Right? No, man. Everything's going to be all right. I believe in Dan Quinn. These guys knows how to coach. And one thing that I want to say about, you know, the team right now, we're not in a position to make any off, any offers to anyone right now. This team is pretty much done as far as cap space. We really have, what, about $5 million in cap space. And that's just for injuries to bring in guys like, you know, like Sherrod Neesman, you know, uh, signed Bruce Carter uh, today also. So it's not a lot of, you know, cap space to do anything. So we, we really have no, we really have nothing else. You know, we just have to wait things out. Let these guys play. Yeah, I, I, I hate that, that Madden GM mentality that people on Twitter have. It's like, all right, cool. All right, let's say we sign uh I get this dude's name and stuff from uh, the Seahawks. Oh boy, what's his name? Errol Thomas. Because I definitely messed up on Twitter talking to somebody. Shout out to you for correcting me. But say we sign Earl Thomas. Like do you know that that's just gonna create a problem next year when Keanu Neal comes back? Because why would we sign a starter who probably wants a long term deal and we have a Pro Bowl, maybe even all pro caliber player coming back. Like I, I get it. You guys don't – you want to panic and like, oh, we got to make some moves to take care of the season. But, I mean, the guys behind them, this is what they can pay to do, step up and make plays, next man up. I mean, if it, if it weren't for, as we all know, some piss-poor tackling, we tied for the most missed tackles mm. in the league with 17, then we win this game without those guys. You know what I'm saying? So let's not let's not jump to conclusions. So, but let, let, let's get into the game. What were y'all's initial thoughts watching the game? How did you guys feel as the game went on? I honestly had a gut feeling in my stomach. It's like, hey, please let's not waste Calvin Ridley's best game as a Falcon to date with a loss. <laughs> and what do we do? We waste Calvin Ridley's best game as a Falcon with a loss. So I, I will let Gift go first. I was at the game. If you don't know. Yes, out there hoeing, you know, shaking your ass. What the you know. hell? That is Sorry. not what continue, happened. Continue. Sorry. We'll yes. get into that later. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> this game, it was neck and fucking neck. Like, it was the most exciting shit ever. They would score, we would score, they would score, we would score. 
And then it just came down to uh, fucking fucking uh, kicks. What's the shit called? Sorry, I had a drink. Special, special had like teams. A long, special teams. Long day. Punt protection. Field goals. Yes. Fucking field goals. We kept letting the same The lady next to me was like, are we really going to let these fuckers win off field goals? I was like, girl, <laughs> I don't know. That's what it's looking like right now. And then look what happened. You fuckers let Breeze get into the fucking end zone. How the hell did that? We had that game. Like, we were right there. We had we had it. And I was so excited and hyped. And I lost my fucking voice and plane ticket money because y'all idiots let Breeze in the fucking end zone. I hate y'all. Y'all get on my fucking nerves. I love y'all and I hate y'all. I'm tired of this abusive ass relationship that I'm in with the Atlanta Falcons. We should have won. It hurts. It's the Saints. I fucking hate them. And the guy in front of me, I got him on video smiling and laughing in his face because we scored that touchdown and we were up 37 to 30. And then you just ruin it for me, fuckers. Yes. Um, I had my feelings and we talked earlier, you know, in a half. And I said that I don't think we we're going to win this game. Um, just not, you know, you call me salty if you want, not salty, but call me, you know, being negative if you want to. But it just, it seemed on defense, we were playing sloppy as hell. We could not stop. One, we couldn't stop the run. Two, we were not getting any pressure on Breeze. You cannot just let Breeze sit back there and just throw the ball. You know, offense, yes. We've been doing good on offense, and I hope we continue to do good on offense. We lost Rico Allen in the process, which, you know, it's going to hurt us bad. Like, we, we we was already hurting with Debo being out, Tack being out a couple of games, and, you know, um, Keanu Neal being out for the year. But this right here, this, this, yeah, this, this is a fatal blow right there, you know. So. Yeah, so as, as far as with the team, I'm shout to Stark for beating his bag with the play calling. Shout to Matt Ryan for having an almost perfect game as a quarterback statistically. But yeah, it's even more than us losing players on defense and not tackling, which is I don't understand how we're a fast and physical team, but can I get the physical part down? Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Like you have two defenders primed to destroy Drew Brees, maybe even end this season. And you and neither one of you demonstrate any type of form tackling, any tackling period. Failures. Like that, pop a pop Warner player could have made that play against Drew Brees. Exactly. A middle schooler could have made that tackle on Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it wasn't. We're not asking him to tackle Barry Sanders at the one. It was, it was a non-mobile <laughs> quarterback. It shouldn't have been. That should have been like you know another day's work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's easy money. But in wait, typical wait. Falcons fashion, we we piss it away and let him spin out of two potential tacklers to score. Wait, y'all, y'all. Some some dude on Twitter told me, well, Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback, so it is hard to tackle him. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck off my uh, timeline with that bullshit. That's stupid. <laughs> Let me say this, man. All right. I want to make this 
absolutely clear, crystal clear. All right, Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. I'm not going to say all the time because I've said it over and over again. I don't really give a damn if they agree with me or not. Drew Brees is one of the most overrated quarterbacks of all time. He's a system quarterback, and the only reason why he's putting up the numbers that he's doing is because of Sean Payton. Sean Payton is a brilliant offensive mind, and Drew Brees was absolute fucking garbage before he went to New Orleans. So, I want to say this. I want to make this clear. Again, I want to make this clear. The reason why the Atlanta Falcons are in the shape that they are is because of Dan Quinn. And no way am I advocating that Dan Quinn should be fired or he has no, he will never improve. But he made a couple of bonehead decisions in that game. And one was in the second half when the offense was absolutely clicking. He had two minutes on the clock and guess what he does? He gets conservative and runs the ball two times with Stephen Coleman instead of continuing to be aggressive. These are the things that lost us the Super Bowl, all right? You have to be as a head coach and that's to make. So with, with the Dan Quinn thing, ah, I don't necessarily have a problem with the call being conservative before the half. It just it wasn't executed properly. I get it, but like let's let's flip the coin. Let's say he passed the ball two out of three times, you go three and out with only taking eight seconds off the clock and you're still in the same situation. You know what I'm saying? Um with Calvin Ridley, yeah, they they had him on some bums and he was eating them alive. Then they switched another bum Lattimore on him and Julio ate the other guy alive. So yeah, it, there wasn't too much balance, you know. The uh, the Coleman high was a bit quiet this week. He only Real averaged two point two yards rushing. Uh, this is actually the worst rushing performance in the Dan Quinn era. Just for the Coleman hive out there, you know, all the trade uh, Devontae Freeman people out there. Just just some stats for you. Uh, Matt Ryan actually averaged more rushing yards than Tevin Coleman. Calvin Ridley averaged more rushing yards than Tevin Coleman. So, you know, that is what it is. But to to your point, man, I. I think it was just. I think this was just uh, the the defensive injury apocalypse that has been. Uh, it's just our time, apparently, man. It, it just is what it is, man. I I can't really be mad at Quinn for people getting hurt, but I can be mad at Quinn for people not being able to tackle. I I can be mad at him yeah. for that. Cause that's you're the big defensive coach coming from Seattle, bringing that mentality over here, that that legion of boom mentality. But there there's no boom. There's no boom. I mean, I saw Duke tackle a couple of times this game with my own eyes in person. I was very shocked. But most of them, I don't know what the <laughs> hell was going on with that. Oh, and let me tell y'all, when Vic got that sack, oh, my God. The eruption in the stadium was crazy. Like, it was louder than when we scored a touchdown. Oh, I believe it. I definitely believe it. But it still wasn't enough. Well, I can say this about the injuries, man. I think Keanu Neal, obviously, is Keanu Neal and Deion Jones is obviously one of, you know, they're definitely key to this defense. But the Atlanta Falcons losing Ricardo Allen is something that I don't see them recovering from. Um, as much as I like DeMonte Casey, and I think he's going to be a terrific safety in the future, um, really, really soon. But 
Ricardo Allen is a guy, and we saw in the fourth quarter when he went down, the defense had no clue what the hell they were doing. They had no clue what they were doing. And you can't lose your quarterback of your defense. This guy gets everyone in place. He does every. He makes all the calls, defensive line, linebackers, secondary. He is that guy. So the Falcons are going to have to find someone. And from the press conference from Dan Quinn is, you know, what he's saying is that guy will be DeMonte Cage. So we're going to see. He is Rico Allen's protege. So we're going to see what he's going to be, uh, what he's made of. That is true. I believe uh, a lot of people were tweeting that the defense did not have a clue what was going on as far as beating position after Ricardo Allen went out, which, again, man, these backups get paid, man. You got to act like, you know, you got to be a professional. You got to be ready to go. And I get it that Ricardo Allen's special talent as far as being the quarterback of the defense, getting players in line. But, you know, the, the ship can't sink because one, one or two now with us, like four people got out. And again, up to that up until that point, we were doing fine. Right, again, we, we were, you know, we were leaking water, but we were still afloat, if that makes sense. But this is going to be a real testament to Marquand Manuel next week to see what we can do, what the, what pieces we have. And, and again, Sark is going to have to continue to stay with this tr- upward trend of scoring points because, again, we might have to score points to win. And, and one point I want to bring to that with the defense being injured and a lot of players being on, on IR, it is not impossible to overcome these, uh, these issues. Like when Green Bay won the Super Bowl, when they blew us out in the, in the playoffs at home, which still hurts my heart to this day. They right. had a lot of people on injury reserve. Uh, when the when the Colts won the Super Bowl, the first well, yeah when they won the Super Bowl uh, against the Bears, they didn't have the greatest defense, but their defense played well enough down the stretch to make it happen. And their offense, of course, Peyton Manning was, I'm sure, putting up pretty good numbers in the regular season. It's postseason and it's hit or miss. But the thing is, I mean, the offense has carried the Falcons franchise for many years, and if we have to do it again. We have the weapons to do it. We just have to execute. So, and hopefully not have any more injuries. So, yeah, I just hate I having um, an offense like a good offense but a bad defense, a bad defense but a good offense. It's hella annoying because that's all we have. We don't have both. Is never like good. Yeah, somebody somebody posted something with um, with Smokey. You know, Chris yeah, I seen that. Somebody, yes. we, we got offense, no defense. Defense, no offense. We don't never. We can't never have balance. We can't never have the same at the same time, which is which which has been true. Um, like I said, it's going to have to come down for us defense side of the ball. It has to come down to great coaching. Um, I don't know who's going to be the leader to step up. On you know, far as in the secondary and linebacker core, um. Casey, he just got to he he got to take a huge learning curve on how to get people lined up. And I think he can do it. You know, will he struggle? Yes, he will. You know, that's part of the learning process. Um, linebackers, like I said, you know, Duke Riley, he looks like he is improving. He is improving, but I just wish he can do better at going down the lanes and making a tackle on these running backs instead of them getting five, six yards on us and then making the tackle. Because, you know, Debo was good at you know, tackling running backs, you know, behind the line of scrimmage or hit the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's yeah. true. 
Um, we got to do and, – and, and all the defense, it starts with that D-line. We have to generate more pressure. If we're not going to generate more pressure, we're going to – we're not going to win these games. You know, we're not. You know, even if Matt Ryan do put up 35 points a game, well, if we're not stopping the other team from scoring 40-some points, we're going to lose every time. Yeah, well, I think I don't so, think so, so, so not has been doing a pretty good job. Yeah, so not has been doing oh, absolutely, absolutely. Every, everybody needs to be on board. Like, you know, they played 70 some snaps on defense that uh, a couple of days ago. You know, D line, they get tired, like, but that's all. So not been good. Vic did well, he I give him a C, and that was it. Everybody else was quiet. Brooks Reed didn't do nothing, McLean didn't do nothing. Grady Jarrett, he didn't do nothing. And I'm more disappointed in Grady Jarrett than Vic. I know Vic Beasley, you know, he's the guy, he's the big draft pick, but you can't I, I don't I don't get caught up in draft picks. All right. When you show me that you are capable of being a Pro Bowl caliber player, I don't give a damn about your draft status. Grady Jarrett is a terrific defensive tackle. He showed that in the Super Bowl. Three and a half sacks. He's one of the best young defensive tackles in the game. And when you don't, when you need your players to step up with Tack McKinley out, um, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you a pass. I'm not going to place the blame on the guy that led the league in sacks and Vic Beasley. No, we need you too. We need the both of you guys. You need the both of you guys when it, and this is what the, the brotherhood is about. When your brother is down, guess what? You gotta step up. And Grady Jerry didn't step up. So I know, like I said before, I know guys are down Vic Beach and he does need to be more consistent. But we can't we can't, you know, just look at Vic Beasley. Grady Jerry needs to, he needs to step up. He has to step up. Well, I mean, he can't do it every game by himself, though, man. The man, you got to have people around you making plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he can't be the guy every time. Last year, he had Poe to kind of keep people off his back, and, and people were now uh, kicking Poe himself. Was that, Poe was trash. Poe was absolutely trash. Poe was absolutely trash. Poe was – okay, Poe might not have made the impact, like, statistically numbers-wise, but I've, I saw games where people paying attention to Poe allowed Vic Beasley to make plays and get sacks and get pressures. Like, he, he definitely – you had to pay attention to him on the field. I get it, Sanat is good, but he's still a rookie. He's still young. He doesn't command that type of attention. So Grady can can only do what he can. Vic's not taking no attention off him. You know what I'm saying? Brooks Reed isn't taking any attention off him on the other side. So it's kind of like, I get it. I If I'm going to point to anybody not making making plays, it's, it's not going to be Grady Jarrett. Again, he might have not had his great best game, but I, nah, I'm, I'm going to throw more weight on uh, your boy, Vic Beasley. So. I would throw it on everybody on the line because it, it, it it's a unit. It's supposed to be a unit. They got to address that, man. We, we can't continue to have these defensive lines. I and mean, we, we talk in the offseason, you know, Falcons off defense is supposed to be, you know, top 10, top five. Well, it's not looking like it right now. Even with the injuries, you still have to play better, be more be more consistent with your and with the game plan. Another, another thing also, uh, I know Tack, you know, his tweet – Earlier today, I got you, Atlanta. Um, Tech, um, I'm going to need you to start talking, all right? I don't want to hear any more talk. I want to see you on the 
All right. I know he had two sacks this year, but Tank, you've been injured. The last couple of years, he's had injury problems. So we can you can say that we, you know, you can say all this, but you know, I'm gonna need you to step up. I'm gonna need Grady Jerry to step up. I'm gonna need you know the entire defensive line to step up. They're doing a lot of talking, a lot of finger pointing, but these guys need to step up. He had uh, the entire defense had uh, two quarterback hits. Yeah, that's that's not going. That's yeah. not get it done. And the Saints defense had six quarterback hits. So. Tail of the tape right there. And, and it seemed, I tweeted this during the game, that I wish we could just get rid of third downs because it, it nobody could stop Cameron Jordan, <laughs> apparently, on third downs. Like, like what, is that, what does that feel like to have a player that can do that on third down consistently? Like, just get quarterbacks off the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, what does that feel like? That, that must be a great feeling. I wouldn't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess we have. To be running the tape back to 2016, let Vic Beasley do his thing, huh? Lord. Hey, <laughs> and, and Vic Beasley, man, there, there was a there was a picture that was floating around. I guess it was uh, during overtime, and Vic Beasley was standing in the tunnel. I guess before the game had ended, like he was uh, getting ready to leave the stadium. Like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, what happened to the brotherhood? I, I don't know all the details. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he needed to get an IB or something like that. I don't know, maybe he had some hot pockets in the oven or something like that, but he he wasn't with the rest of the team. He was looking like he was ready to check out early. So wh- I don't know if you saw that, but I- I'll make that the cover art for the podcast. Shout out to uh, KJ Dallas kid who made a uh, very you interesting. Like he, was post- he was posted up in the tunnel? Yeah, he was posted up in the tunnel. Like, yep. That reminds me of the SpongeBob, the SpongeBob me, you know, SpongeBob, he was mm. holding on the wall, breathing hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me of that, but – but yeah, I pulled up a good uh, thing from um, Stephen Brooklyn um, on, on Twitter. He said, "Casey, according to PFF, the Falcons' highest graded defender last week was Casey. Lowest graded defender was Jordan Richards. That's our safety core right there." And he also said, "Casey was followed by Sanat, Crawford, and Alford." The three lowest graded Falcons after Richards were Poole, Beasley, and Trufant. True was targeted seven, seven times and gave up seven completions. But that goes to and, and this is something I want to address also. I mean, I'm a guy, I watch film. Film doesn't lie. Numbers lie. Okay, NFL, numbers lie. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, Trufant, you know, the numbers say that he did this and he was targeted, but you have to look at the scheme and you look at, have to look at, you know, what players are doing. Duke Riley is not Deion Jones. So those holes in the middle are going to be, you know, they're not going to be covered as well, you know, with Duke Riley in the middle. So guys like Desmond Trufant, guys like Robert Alford, uh, a lot of these guys, the numbers are going to be inflated because you don't have these guys and Keanu O'Neill, Rico Allen, you know, and Deion Jones. So I'm not, I'm not, really, I'm not ready to say that Trufant is, you know, overrated or whatnot. But he's not, he definitely isn't worth. He's not playing up to the contract. But a lot of times, you no, know, it, it really is about the scheme and what players around him are doing. A lot of these guys are not doing their job, and that's what goes back to what Don was saying. Everyone has to do their job because if one player is out of position, guess what? 
true front is going to get credit. They get the guy who is closest to the ball. And you get Drew Brees. I don't give a damn who. who if you give Drew Brees more than three seconds to, to throw, uh, yeah, nine times out of ten is going to be a completion and for big yards. So you can't give Drew Brees that much amount of time. Yeah, I mean, that. fortunately, I don't think we'll face too many better offenses this year. Well, I know we play the Packers, but I know uh, Aaron Rodgers is a bit banged up. But so hopefully the best is yet to come. Hopefully they figure it out. Hopefully they scheme it out. Hopefully guys look at themselves in the mirror and say, hey, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. We cannot play like this. And we want to have a chance to make some big things happen this year. Because the season's not over, man. I know the fans are down, but I mean, the rest of the way out. We got the Bengals, Steelers, Bucks, Giants, Redskins, Browns, Cowboys, Saints again, Ravens, Packers, Cardinals, Panthers, Buccaneers. That's not exactly a murderer's row. We definitely face worse or tougher schedules down the stretch. This is going to come down to if the guys can look themselves in the eyes and say, hey, we're going to man up. We're going to get it done. Like, it, but the thing man. is, like we said last year, like no, no team, I don't think last year, we beat ourselves a lot last year. We did. And that's we typical. Saying, and we, yeah, exactly. That's, just, that's, that's the story <laughs> of our lives right there. And on top of that, the rate we going, dang, are we going to continue? Are players going to continue going down each week? Like, that's the problem. Like, we don't, I'm scared. I'm scared to watch the game Sunday because I'm going to see somebody go down again. I just <laughs> hope not. Like, that's, that's what's been happening. Every somebody going down. Yeah, yeah, that's it not seems like it's league wide as well too, because a lot of other players from other teams are suffering pretty right. bad injuries. So, what are these training staffs doing? Besides being worthless, apparently, because it's all over the NFL. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Is is that necessary? And I saw somebody tweeted, but I guess they, they have to have some part in it. But I mean, sometimes freak accidents just happen, man. Like, it, it's it's more freakish. The I guess our Super Bowl year that we had. Uh, the same offensive line play the entire season versus nobody getting hurt. Like that's, that's more rare. Cause I mean, football is a physical game. People are going to get hurt. It just happens to be with us just happens to be at the worst times with all the most important people. So I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if the, the trainers are necessarily at five. That makes sense. I mean, the players have responsibility too. They, they've been doing this for a long time. But if it's not a non-contact injury though, like, yeah. What does the trainer have to do? That's how's the trainer affected on that? Medical it shit happens. Staff. Remember uh your boy Jason White back uh for Oklahoma. He tore his ACL, I think, twice on non-contact injuries. It's just something that happens. I'm right. not a I'm not a doctor or a physical therapist or whatever. If I'm wrong, let me know. But I feel sometimes stuff happens. It is what it is. Like life goes on. There are things you can do to prevent your you know, to prevent injuries. Um, but for the most part, like you said, these are freak injuries. Um, I can say that Ken O'Neill has had issues with his knee uh, going back to Florida. So um, maybe this is an issue that he never really got, you know, uh, handled. And, you know, we're saying that with Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman, you know, he should have had, you know, surgery in the offseason, but he didn't. And like I said, you can't, Training staff cannot. Players, coaches, and the team can't make players take care of their body. That's something they have to do on their own. So, you know, 
I'm not willing to say, okay, the training staff sucks. I'm just saying, you know, at some point, it just for whatever reason, the Falcons just don't have a lot of luck this year. It's the Super Bowl hosting curse. <laughs> oh my God! I was waiting so, for someone to say that. I, it is a real thing, okay? <laughs> Think about it. Everyone who hosts the Super Bowl, what happens? What happens? Everyone listening, what happens? Hey, hey y'all! Everybody got the I answer. Nobody it. wants to say it. Not. But Minnesota, Minnesota was pretty much one game away from the Super Bowl last year, and Even they failed. That, they, still, they, didn't, they didn't make it. Yeah, did they make it? Did they make it? No, they did didn't. Did they make it? Okay, that's it. Doesn't it. Matter, but that's they, it. Made the, they made the playoffs though. Even, even before that, Houston, they went to the they went to the playoffs. I'm talking about the Super Bowl, not the playoffs. I understand that, but like it, it's hard to it's it's hard for any team to get to the Super Bowl unless you the Patriots. It's the curse. I'm telling you. <laughs> Trust. She sounds like someone from New Orleans or something. Oh, nigga. Boy, I'll come through this goddamn microphone. Don't you dare say that shit again. Oh, wow. What, what, what is your IP address? Where's my hacker friend at? Wow. Where? Um, that is offensive as hell. Wait, speaking <laughs> of New Orleans people and all y'all, I'm sick of y'all. Not New Orleans people. It's more of our fans that went to the game that were talking about how the get this uh, fucking dome was empty. It it wasn't empty, and then you had these Saints fans coming at everybody's mentions like, ah, the dome was empty. It was empty. It was empty. The dome was full as hell, and I'm tired of y'all crying about it. In every section, there were probably like two seats available. Other than that, it was full as shit. Even standing room only was full as shit. You could not walk in that fucking stadium. Yeah, people didn't stay for overtime. Well, shit, I had a fucking plane. I'm not missing my plane for fucking overtime. Remember the last time we had an overtime before that? Y'all remember what happened? Y'all mean to miss my goddamn flight to see that? And look, look at the shit that happened. That's and people, gotta really, people gotta realize the the the, um, the structure of the stadium, like. They do. I was talking to two standing room only tickets. Not standing room. Fuck. Fucking tequila. I was talking to two season ticket holders. <laughs> arguing in my mentions. Talking about I was there. Hashtag season ticket holder. I said, bitch, I'm a season ticket holder too. I was there as well. The shit was full. The only, most of the Saints fans, it was probably like 300 of them, were in the 300 level at the very top. I had three of them fuckers in front of me, and they kept leaving and going to the bar and then coming back and then going to the bar. Hell, I left and met Low. Shout out to 404, whatever fucking Twitter is. You, shout out to you. I met you in standing room only and hung out for a whole fucking quarter, then came back to my seat. Saw the game on three fucking giant big-ass monitors. Cheering was as loud there as it was at my seat. You don't have to fucking stay in your seat. Like, yeah, you pay for it. Who cares? You don't have to stay in your seat. The players can still hear you from anywhere in the fucking stadium. Get over it. Stop crying. I'm so sick of y'all crying about people not being in their seats. Stop. You don't have to be. As I was saying, the structure of the stadium, the middle part of the on the 100 level, the club seats, like, it's, like, if you go into, you know, you walk into the little tunnel to go out, you know, 
to go back in the concourse. But in those middle club seats, they got like a lounge area. Like those people, they pay for those seats. They not gonna, you know, come out of come out of the lounge. They gonna stay in the lounge and get free alcohol, free, you know, food. They don't, they don't even serve the population. And then they got then they can stand on the you know, but on the on field level with the players. Yeah. I, I need other fans of other teams just to worry about your own team. So just just worry about your own team and just go about your business. So it is Mind you business. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about the Bengals coming up this week? I don't know. Wow. They're the Bengals. They're the Bengals. I mean, what what else do you want to stop? I say this, man. Um, if we're not ca- careful offensively, you know, we could be sitting at one and three and, you know, then we'll really have a problem. Um, the Bengals have a terrific offense. A.J. Green, Andy Dalton. You know, Andy Dalton is one of those quarterbacks that's you know, iffy. You never know what you're going to get from this guy. But as long as you have a guy like Geno Atkins on the defensive line, this guy's a real deal. This guy's a real deal. He's a freaking problem, right? So if, if Mac doesn't come to play, it's going to be problems with Matt Ryan. We've seen this before. Where a defensive tackle has just wreaked havoc. They have to come to play. You have to be careful. You have to, you have to block this guy. And you have to be able to run run the ball with Tevin Coleman. We can't have Tevin Coleman slipping on the ground, you know, five times a game. All right, he needs to get on his damn feet. He needs to stay on his feet. But y'all seen the stats really of Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn versus AFC teams? Nah, and they're not looking good. It's oh god, <laughs> damn! And now we, we, we defense is three, out. We, we was one and three last year versus AFC teams. We were two and two. We was two and two. Well, no, well, two and three. I'm sorry, because it's the Super Bowl. Two and three in 2016, and I think in 2015 we was what three and one, three and three, three, three and one. Uh, two and two, not for sure. But yeah, he doesn't have a good track record with AFC teams. Yeah, with, with our defense, the looking the way it looks right now with all these injuries. I'm worried. I mean, AJ Green is like fucking phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And then our run game, our run game, that shit has like, let's be frank, that shit ain't been good for like all of our lives. Like, it just ain't <laughs> been there with the run game in the Falcons. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Like, shit, everybody's out. And then our offense, what we have been doing that I was very surprised to see is those two-point conversions that were successful. That was beautiful to see. So I hope to see more of that this game, and I think we'll have to do that this game as well. And, yeah, our O-line has been collapsing faster than they need to be. So, yeah, with uh, – what's his name? What do you say? Atkins, Gino, whatever. Him. Yeah, Gino Atkins. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned um, this coming game. And, shit. It just is what it is at this point. I'm dead inside. 
Fair enough. I mean, I think that uh, I think the defense will bounce back. I I think they don't have any other choice. I think everybody expects them to roll over and give up. But if Dan Quinn is the coach and motivator that I think he is, with the guys we have, I think they will put up a a, a more a more impressive effort in game than I think people are going to give us. So they're probably going to pick us to lose. I don't see them picking us to win this week. So I think we will shock a lot of people. And uh, hopefully uh, stay above water, man. Just tread tread 500 and see what happens, you know. But uh, <sighs> God bless. Y'all got anything else, sir? I'm not a hoe, damn it. I'm tired of y'all calling me that. I didn't even do nothing. All I did was mind my business mm. and get a number. That's it. And wh- why don't y'all even read? Y'all just read the last part and then it'd be attacking me saying I'm a thieving hoe. I ain't still, it's a second date. <laughs> what do y'all want from me? Golly. I don't even know what you're talking about. Live, live my life. And Look, man, you, I'm going to pray for you this weekend. Um, I hope that you uh, are protecting yourself and being safe out here in these streets. You know, it's there's a lot of super STDs out here. First you know of all, we're Viol- not even... violent cases of committing. Oh, look, I don't, I don't even... care what you do. We're not in the same I state. Care. We're I don't, not in the same it, state. Wait, okay, I know you're flying people out. I know you, you know, you, you breaking bread, wait drinking a, a little wait. bit. No, hold on. <laughs> you're gonna have everybody believe in that for real. Look, oh. if, if you're trying to get flown out, hop in, uh, give Queens DMs and she'll. No, she'll I don't got out. no money to fly out. Nobody except for myself. Wait, I came out wrong. Oh shit! Y'all about to tear me apart. Anyways, so. I, I think we'll bounce back, man. I, I, I'm rooting for us, but you know, with the Falcons, it's kind of wait and see. So uh, that's all I got, man. What's, y'all want to close it out? I'm gonna look at some tape on the Bengals this week um, and see how our chances are gonna look this um, this game. So, oh yeah, um, you get that's what you get, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> we don't say his name. Well, and, and I'm and real quick now. You just made me want to talk about some more God stuff. So, me. just real quick. <laughs> now, everybody been selling out on uh, our former office coordinator. A lot of the the pundits and media, I'm like, oh, the the Falcons are missing that guy. Oh, Matt Ryan was only good because he had that guy. Even though Matt Ryan has had great seasons prior to that guy, and he looks like he's on track to have another one after him. But I don't see that same energy with their team that doesn't seem before the injury as explosive as they were last year when everybody proclaimed Jimmy Garoppolo to be the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, they beat the Jaguars, the best defense in the league. Oh, they're undefeated with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, yeah, what's 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 really hood? He had a full offseason. He got his quarterback. That's what they said he was missing. Like, he's got his quarterback. He had a draft under his belt. Where 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 are all the points at? Where are the points? And, and I want to break this down. I, I really wanted to break down Kyle Shanahan's career. All right, let's make mistake. no make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. He has he has the X's and O down pat. But Kyle Shanahan, outside of you know Atlanta, in the brief time that he had in Cleveland, he hasn't really been char- he hasn't really been in charge. Of of the team, you know, even had a successful quarterback. I mean, Brian Hoyer, I mean, other than that, he hasn't really had, you know, he doesn't really have a resume well, of success. Hard. So, 
he, you know, uh, granted that he is granted that he is a you know a young coach, but Matt Ryan is the reason why he has that he got the job. No one wants to put up with Kyle Shanahan. What has he ever done? Seriously, not shit. Not what fucking Super Bowl. He got a job. So Matt Ryan has got a lot of people jobs. If you think about it, like okay. they're. Mike Malarkey had no business, no business being a head coach for anybody's team, and he got to do it twice. So Matt Ryan should definitely be in a check from from him. Shit, maybe even Mike Smith, even though he's coaching defense. Uh, a lot of people, the GM for the the Jaguars, he probably got hired due to the success of the offense and Matt Ryan. Yeah. Dirt Cotter, uh, there's a lot. So again, a lot of these people need to be thanking Matt Ryan instead of hating on him. And yeah. once again. The, the national media on Twitter is never trending when Matt Ryan's doing anything great. Like, when he's playing bad, they got all the tweets, but when he's throwing five touchdowns, it's like, eh, whatever. He's got Calvin Ridley. That's why he threw five touchdowns. He's got Calvin Ridley. If if, if Cam Newton had Calvin Ridley, he'd have five. Like, get the – come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not these do hot, that. These hot takes, I kid you not. That – and, yeah, it's just – it's crazy. Yeah. yeah so I, Go ahead. Just, just, just keep that same energy. That's, that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Gil, did you see that fight between the um those the the person with the Vic fan the Vic jersey on and the other fan? No, that was like when I was on the train. Someone yeah. was like, "Shit, there's a fight." I was like, "Where?" And they pulled it up on their phone. I was like, "Oh shit!" So yeah, it got knocked out. So it's 2018. Folks still wearing Vic jerseys to a game. Uh, <laughs> man ain't played the dog. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. My dad wore a Vic jersey. Wait, the bad old. So he might take your dad's. Yeah, he ain't gonna talk about my father. Okay. Look, I'm just saying. Did he? Does he have a black eye or not? That's all I want. Was that there scrapping with the people? Just my go. dad will murder someone. Let me just tell y'all right now. He ain't gonna get no black eye. He will kill you. Like bash your head in the concrete. Kill you. Like and I'll be right uh, behind him. Y'all think I'm crazy? I, I get my crazy from my yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry so I don't think you know y'all wanna even try him at all. I'm I'm just saying, I mean old people kinda have a hard time letting go of the old. Ooh, oh, buddy. Yeah, I'm, so uh, I, I guess we're gonna wrap this up. I, I think we've uh, degenerated <laughs> from anything uh, of any importance. So, uh, man, Mike, we appreciate you coming through. Shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, shout out to Justin Hardy for not cashing in yes, this season. Fuck out of here. Hardy is the man. You gonna stop paying on Hardy? He be blocking and shit. He Logan tries Paulson to run. Has, Logan Paulson has more receptions than Justin Hardy. I'm just saying. These are who things. is Logan Paulson? The tight end. You see, and that's even worse. This, a guy oh, that is he number eighty two? <laughs> yes. Marvin Marvin yeah. Hall has more catches than Justin Hardy. Okay, so look. I Me and Justin Hardy had the same amount of NFL catches this year. Shut up, racist. Anyways, wow. I'm standing <laughs> with my girl Lo, and we, and this and this uh and we saw this white man catch the ball, and we we're all like, 
who's number 82? And everybody was looking around. We're like, who the hell just caught the ball? Everybody was like, we don't fucking know. We're all shit. Well, glad he's on the team because he can fucking catch. So it's not just me, okay? It was everybody in the standing remote section. Wait, that makes sense. Do your shout out so I can go eat dinner. Oh, shut up. All right. Shout out to everybody I saw at the game. Shout out to Corinne for holding me down at her tailgate and giving me the tailgate juice. Got me more turnt than I needed to be at the game. That food was bomb. So y'all need to hit up Corinne if you're looking for a tailgate. I ran into Bree. Girl, shout out to you. We took a picture and everything. I don't know where she's at. I think she got suspended off Twitter because you know how she'd be fighting with the goddamn Saints fans all the time. So that's what I think she's at. Uh, so what's your name? Uh, SB. You know, I forgot her fucking real name. Well, anyway, shout out to you. Saw you. Uh, who else did I see? RD Jordan, 5, uh, 45, 25, whatever the fuck your name is. You. Shout out to you. You're a lot taller than I thought you were going to be. And if I didn't see you, you're a hoe, and I better see you this season. I'm going to kick your ass. You didn't see KB? Nigga, I ain't seen no fucking KB. Oh, wow. We're not, we don't speak of that person on this podcast. Right. I posted his ex's nudes and stuff. Like, oh, wilding. Lord. Y'all know Don. that. Don, what what are your shout outs before we get banned from the internet? Um I, I don't have any, man. Just you know. What? I didn't go to the game. What you I mean just just in life. Right. Mike, in you got any shout outs, man? Uh let me say this. Uh I would love to have you guys on the show, Red Cup Ranch, three and out radio our network. You can find us on iTunes, uh, iHeart. Um Terrific show. Um, we are just three guys randomly talking shit. All right. That's what we do best. So you guys can check us out. I'm welcome. You guys are welcome on the show at any time. Um, that's it, man. Just find me on Mad Mike Sports at Twitter and Mad Mike Sports on YouTube. That's what I do. I'm a Falcons fan. And I'm going to stay a Falcons fan. I'm going to talk shit about my Falcons and love my Falcons to the day that I die. Damn straight. For right. sure. Damn it. Shay out here calling me a fucking hoe. Yeah. Shouts out yeah. to uh, <laughs> I got a shout out. Shout out, shout out to uh, Unintentional Ground and Lieutenant Dan. Check yes, him out. Check Wait him for out. my shirt to come in the mail. Yes, sir. And I'm going to end with this. Uh, Brian Poole leads the team in sex. This is the Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcon Twitter. Yes, Brian Poole leads the team in sex. I'm too yeah. for this. <laughs> Rise up. <laughs> <laughs>